Welcome to the Gem Revealed podcast, where together we discover your soulmate. This is a weekly series of powerful conversations with expert speakers, thought leaders, and relationship coaches talking through the victories and villains that weave their way into our most significant relationships. Please join me, Janine Moniz, founder of Gem Revealed Matchmaking, to learn the raw truth regarding the pitfalls and plateaus of dating in today's society. We will have open and transparent conversations surrounding the staggering facts that one out of every two marriages fail. Let's stop this insanity and learn how to date smarter. Learn how a healthy relationship starts with you. What do you need to do differently to build the right foundation for your relationship? Hello, listeners. I am so privileged to have your ear today, and I am super excited. My name is Janine Moniz. I am the founder of Gem Revealed, that is self-mastery to soulmate. And what makes me more incredibly happy today is the guest that I have to share with you. He has uh, quickly become one of my favorite people in the world, but I'm going to share more about him in a minute. I'm going to go back in and um, just share a moment about Gem Revealed. What is Gem Revealed? Self-mastery to soulmate. We are a premier company and we're focusing on self-mastery, personal development, and human connection. All for the effort to you become the best version of yourself so you can help become healthy in the relationships that are, that are out there for you. So many of us have gone into relationships for all the wrong reasons. We're going in because we're on the rebound. We're, we're lonely or even more so, we want that person out there. We want to find somebody who can then become our savior. And these are just incredibly wrong and raw reasons for going into a relationship. And facts and data tell us today in our culture that one out of every two marriages are failing. They're falling apart and they end in divorce. Why is that? And we, Gem Revealed, we want to stop that insanity. We want to walk alongside of you and help find that gem inside of you that cultivates that best version of yourself and gives you the tools that can help you build the relationship that you didn't even know was possible. So that's what we're doing. And we are so excited. And uh, as we keep growing and becoming the best version of ourselves in this company, we're going to keep providing you the best information. And that is going to segue to me actually have the incredible privilege to introduce my next podcast guest. So uh, before I, I share what he does, I'll actually let him tell you about his professional career. I met Jared, it's probably almost a year ago, and we met in the professional world, in our corporate world, uh, Jared Yellen. And uh, we met and we were going to do some business together. And what I noticed right away is this man was so incredibly successful at such a young age. But what I loved more than anything is Jared's curiosity and his ability to communicate. And not only was that mind-blowing, but what Jared did better than, I would say, many gentlemen that I've interacted with in that corporate world, um, Jared had an uh, intuition to be able to share his emotions and connect in a way that most gentlemen aren't able to. And I found him fascinating. So as our corporate and business uh, partnership was evolving, we then quickly became friends. And uh, Jared, as, as I look at you right now, I will also say thank you, because you were really the very first person 
uh, that actually heard about the, the, the pivot, the two millimeter shift that Gemma Field was going to take. So I just say those times together, those hour to two hour conversations where you were encouraging me, challenging me, pushing me, but connecting with me. And you really were, uh, you know, probably a role model for what the outcome of, you know, personal and professional development looks like. So with all that love that I have for you, I want to introduce you by name and then I'd love to hear a little bit more about you. And then I'm going to dive into my first question. So everyone, I want you to meet and put your hands together for a really dear friend of mine, Jared Yelling. How are you doing today, Jared? I'm great. Honored to be here, Janine. I'm so proud of you. I mean, to see us talking about this concept, like months ago at most, and have it be what it is now, and the impact you're making, and the fact that you just truly stepped into your flame, I give all credit to you. I just wanted to be a little bit of a catalyst to help you see what I see, and you are doing absolutely amazing things. What excites me more than anything else is I know this is simply the beginning and the best is yet to come. So congratulations to you. Hello, everybody. I'm honored to be here. A little bit about myself. Um, when I was 20 years old, I had this epiphany. And the epiphany was that eventually I was going to be a dad. It wasn't when I was 20, but eventually that was going to happen. And the reason I was even thinking that way is because when I was much younger, my parents went through a pretty intense divorce. Um, so they were one of the one of the two that would get divorced. And um, I'm sure there's plenty of worse divorces than my parents, but it was, it was pretty darn bad. And when I was 20, I was thinking about my future and the fact that eventually I'm going to be a dad. And my future had to be quieter and more peaceful than my past. So I started this process and I was thinking to myself, well, what does it even mean to be a dad? And the word that showed up for me was freedom. It was time freedom. It was career freedom. It was financial freedom. It was geographical freedom. So I said, okay, cool. I, I know like, what I want, how am I going to get there? And the only path that I could conceptualize to create that outcome was entrepreneurship. So fast forward to today, um, I'm 35 at the time of this recording, and I have that freedom. And more importantly, I have two rock star children. Uh, Taylee just turned four uh, last week from the time of this recording, and Riker is turning two in October. And like I said, I have that freedom, time, career, financial, geographical, and it's because over the past 15 years, I've chosen entrepreneurship. So I've launched many companies. I've had a few good exits, even more good learning experiences. Uh, to date, I am the founder of a technology incubator where we partner with non-tech entrepreneurs to build their tech ideas. And we take an equity position within each of the companies that we launch to make sure that our values are 100% aligned. Aligned from the standpoint of building the greatest product at the most fair price possible and then investing whatever is required to take that idea, bring it to market, and then to scale and create impact out of it. So that is what I do. I've had some great success in the software space, which has qualified me to do this, but I am a non-tech entrepreneur myself. So when I launched SEMA Labs, which is the tech incubator, I did it because I wish it existed years ago when I first got into tech and I had to bumble my way through and have some really difficult situations take place as an entrepreneur to finally get to where I am today. And I'm committed to creating radical transparency in the software development space. But every one of these decisions was based on the fact that I wanted complete freedom as a dad and that's exactly what I have today. You know, Jared, I have to tell you that I go back to one of our conversations and when you shared the business model the business model of SELA, if you remember my reaction, I was blown away because it was such a win-win. There was almost like, it, it, 
your customer wasn't going to win, there was no way you were going to win. So there was such an, um, an outstanding integrity behind what you created in your own business model that that really, that was the, the moment that I said, this is the guy I want to really, I want to walk alongside of him because he's doing things that most people aren't doing. And I meant it. I saw your heart on your sleeve. Um, but I'm going to take you out of the business entrepreneurial world for a moment, if I can. And I want to go back to relationships. I think you and I have already built the relationship and, you know, so much emotion and connection have went through that. And I've just been so honored and privileged to call you a friend. But I want to ask you, you know, you, you have what I would call like a model, like a, a role model type of marriage. You know, you are constantly talking about how amazing your wife is and the support between you two. But so I want to ask you, through your own journey, your personal development, your um, human connection, your self-mastery, tell me about how that plays a role in the marriage that you have today versus Maybe perhaps before you had this tool belt on, and if you go back to before you were married and what those relationships were like, and maybe how that caused some hindrance and you know waste of time. So what what would you what would you share with us with that being the question? Yeah, so it's interesting. So I had this this crazy limiting belief for, for up until the point that I met Lindsay, which was I can either be successful as an entrepreneur or I can have a successful relationship, but I can't wow. have both. And I have no idea where it was derived from, but that was just my belief. It's, and as a result, it was what I manifested. I could either be successful in business or have a successful relationship. And even in the early days when Lindsay and I first started dating, um, I launched a company uh, two weeks after I met Lindsay. And for advice for all of you out there, launching a company two weeks after launching a relationship is not a good idea because both of those things require quite a bit of intention and attention. And just based on the fact that I had no choice but to get this company moving, uh, the relationship really didn't get what it needed. But the reason why we made it through is because I have done an inordinate amount of personal development in my life. And this is going to sound like arrogant and bold, but I'm like, really not. I don't have any insecurity. And what I mean by that is I take feedback exceptionally well. I don't ever take it personally. And I look at it as an opportunity to be a catalyst for me to introspect on a deeper level. So as Lindsay and I were getting deeper into our relationship, there was one night that I was working the typical entrepreneurial lifestyle, which was about 20 hours a day at that time. And I got into bed at four o'clock in the morning and Lindsay, I woke Lindsay up, obviously, because she was dead asleep. And she poked me and she said, I just want you to know that I feel like I'm an inconvenience in your life. And when she said that, I could have like been insecure and been like, what are you talking about? You're not an inconvenience. You don't understand. This is so much work. I could have done that. Uh, I could have cried and been like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm making you feel that way. But I actually smiled. It was a very odd reaction. But the reason I smiled was because that was my point of demarcation. I was declaring that she'd never feel like an inconvenience again. Because entrepreneurship for me was freedom. And if the person that I care about most didn't feel like they were getting what they needed and wanted and deserved for me, then this was not the right company that I launched. So I woke up the next day and I really focused on time blocking and systems and delegation. And within three months, my entire relationship transformed and we've lived to tell the story. Um, but that's because of my personal development. Please. I want you to go back to that moment a minute because this is the important part. This is where the twist comes in. If you could remember, and I'm sure you don't remember 100%, but go back into, you know, just the habits that you have. When she shared that, you know, you smiled and you went back into your, your tool belt of, um, you know, 
professionalism, personal development, professional development. But what were your words to her? How did you how did you soften that? How did you help her through it? Yeah. What did I, that look like? I, I, I remember this night yesterday. It gives me chills when I, when I think about it. Uh, that night I said to her, you have my word that as of five hours from now when I wake up, because it was four o'clock in the morning, um, everything will change. And I am very decisive. So she knew that I was serious. She just had no idea what that actually meant. Like, how was I going to take this 20 hour a day gig and somehow make it something where there was space for her? But I was just, that clear I was that decisive and she trusted me in that moment deeply and then I had to back it up I talk often about being a change maker versus a change talker there's a lot of people that talk about making change but they don't actually make change for me I don't talk about making change I just made change so that was me actually talking about it by me declaring it but then the next day I backed it with massive action I called the team meeting I started to assess what I was involved with and then just started this massive delegation process because I realized that I had feared that if I be at that point, things would fall apart. And then as a result, what was actually falling apart was my relationship. So I said, okay, if this company is that fragile, I can fall apart. And I'm going to start not touching things and give other people the opportunity to run with things, make decisions, take on leadership roles. And I did. And magically, we started to grow and accelerate. And then my relationship came together as well. So um, it was an immediate thing that she, like literally nine o'clock the next day, I had a team meeting and started talking about what I was about to step into. And the team was as excited as Lindsay in some ways, because they just wanted that chance to, to make Sinduit, which is the name of the company at the time, um, their own. So yeah, that's what the experience was. So I heard, here's a couple of things that I, I listened. So I'm going to quick summarize. So there was a lot of affirmation for Lindsay, a lot of um, really kind kind words and giving her your plan and your word. You came back to it and then you actually created the plan. You started delegating. And I heard you say, you know, you were talking to a lot of people. A question that comes out of that is, Jared, for somebody like yourself, did you have a role model at the time? Did you go into any you know, additional self-mastery for uh, creating relationships. What was what was that like? Or was this instinctive? It was a, really instinctive. So like, I, I talk about how I've done like a lot of personal development, but I don't even know if I've done a lot. I just don't stop thinking. Um, like, I mean, I read books, I listen to audios and I mean, they help. They definitely, I'm sure influence quite a bit of how I think and how I process. I just started thinking and envisioning what's my absolute ideal. Like if I could have it all my way, what does it even look like? Like what, what would my life be? And I used to talk quite a bit with my team about how entrepreneurship should be the path for you to have it all and have it all is very subjective. So define what that means. I just didn't find it well enough for myself. So that's what I started to do was define what does have it all even mean? Cause we were early in our relationship. We didn't have kids yet. We had very, very little responsibility other than each other. But that was the moment where I defined all and all meant having opportunities to connect with my wife, being a dad first, where I would stop at five o'clock every day, no matter what was happening and literally leave my phone in the other room. So I could hundred percent focus on my kids. That's it key. meant that on weekends, like literally doing nothing for business, nothing, like not touching a call for anything. Like there's nothing that's more important the time I'd have with my family. And I just got granular into what all was. And then I don't negotiate against myself. Like that's one of the things that just early on in my life, I realized is 
when I declare something, I won't negotiate against myself. Like what I declare is what is, and this is non-negotiable. And I find a lot of people in relationships with themselves, like they negotiate against themselves. They're like, yeah, well, it's not a big deal if I have this extra cookie. Like, but it is a big deal. Like you declare that you were gonna make better health decisions. Now you're negotiating against yourself. Or, oh, it's not a big deal if you miss date night for one week. Like it is. It's like you declared that you're having a date night. So now you're giving yourself the permission to negotiate against yourself. I just never do. So what I did was I just declared something even bolder and more precise. And then I just didn't negotiate against myself. Yeah. So a key thing I heard you say is the first thing is envision it. You know, what is aligned to you? What do you want? And then make the declare it and don't negotiate. Don't go back on your word. I have a couple more things because um, you are just such a true gem. So I want to try to hit them. So obviously, you know, we're not going to say it's it's uh, a fairy tale. We know it takes work, right? We know it takes work. But is there a time where you knew that before you met Lindsay and maybe you weren't as polished as you are now and you hadn't read as many books, can you go back to, um, you know, what was that like? What was the inefficiency in, evolved in it? What was the heartache? involved in it um what was you know where did you trip and stub your toe along the way what did that look like as opposed to what it looks like now yeah so i um i used to always pursue relationships where somebody needed a savior like they needed someone to fix them um because i've been really introspective for uh, my entire life that i can recall my parents divorce was the greatest gift for me because i i was extremely young i was exposed to so much I immediately defaulted to personal development at like seven. I was like reading motivational quotes. Like, I don't know why, but that's just what my default was. And I surprised. when I was like 11, like, I just like, I just like defaulted there. I don't even know if I understood it. It just felt very comfortable for me. So I just love solving problems for people. And that's what I started doing in my early relationships. And there was a quote that I said years ago, um, which is seek and you will find, live and you will be found. And what I was doing was like seeking out people that had problems and what I was doing was finding those people um and after a, a like a myriad of really unhealthy relationships um I stopped doing it right before I met Lindsay and I said I'm just going to live my life like I'm just going to do the things that I absolutely love to do um and I'm really passionate about health and, and like a personal development and entrepreneurship and I just started like living my life and then I, I was found and I was found by somebody that was also living their life so it wasn't like we were seeking because I believe when you seek, there's a chance that you force and then you tell yourself a story that, oh, this was meant to be. It was serendipity. Serendipity is when you're living your life, you just like happen to bump into each other. Like that's serendipity, at least from how I define it. So yeah, I just would find massive fixer-uppers and I would fix them up, but they still had some challenges they had to dig deeper into. And at a certain point, it became more like a co-relationship and that just wasn't what I wanted long-term. Yeah, you know, that what you just shared, you know, is unfortunate because I see that a lot. And so how you worked yourself through it is exactly how Jim Revealed really wants to walk along some of their clients is make sure, uh, who are you, first of all? And are you really living a life that's so fulfilling that you're bringing your best life forward? Because even yourself, you were really not even totally focused in the best version of yourself because you were just, you know, kind of living through the shell of, of, um, you know, some of the, the offset of what was happening in your own family. So really great awareness. So um, it is so fun to talk to you. And I'm going to close out uh, with a little bit of a switch. I, I, you've shared so much. I have two more questions. Um, 
I'm going to go with this one first before I switch out the topic. If you were to share more so for men, um, you know, I do a lot of talking to ladies and really helping them live out their best self and create their own worth and make sure that they're setting a right benchmark and not living in insecurities. What would you tell, you know, especially your age group, what would you share with, uh, with men? What action step, especially as it pertains to relationships? Like you have so much to offer when it comes to entrepreneurship and success and a life that's thriving. I mean, you've got it, you've got it made, but I really want to focus. What would you tell gentlemen your age, you know, what is the one thing this world needs and society is declaring this is a lot of noise around relationships? What would you tell them? Vulnerability is your greatest strength. Um, I have so many friends that they don't have what they ultimately desire because I force vulnerability. Like I muscle through that, that, that hard candy shell for people. And like, I get to the source of what they ultimately want. And I'm like, let the world see that. Like, let the world see it. And this is for men or for women that feel the need to like hold back just a little bit to like protect themselves. Um, vulnerability is your greatest strength. Like, and that would be like the war cry. I believe even in the world today, like we live in a society that will find a way to divide on anything, whether it's masks, whether it's vaccines, whether it's the election, whether, I mean, just like just this constant, like bitter divide. And I just, believe that vulnerability like your truth give me give truth. me an example I, take that home for me give me an example in a relationship yeah so like in a like so um because it was a, it was it was a journey to get here together like i've launched a company two weeks after i met her like that was very very intense um and she was really young. I mean, I was young too, but she was younger than me and she never lived anywhere but with her parents or at college. And I already had three relationships where I lived with people like permanently in our own places. So we were kind of at a little bit different stages and there was points of the relationship where I played it safe and I held back emotionally. I wouldn't give my all to the relationship. And I realized one day I had like, I was like thinking through like, why are we not progressing? Why are we not progressing? And it was because my vulnerability was hidden, but vulnerability is my greatest strength. It's everybody's greatest strength. Like vulnerability is your chance to speak your truth, share what's working, share what's not working. It's being emotional. It's not trying to shy away from the difficult conversations. It's I'm jumping right into them. Um, and not to try to bring the other person down, but, to, but try to lift both of you up. So, and that's in business too. Like I tell people all the time, like when you're in negotiations, like, vulnerability, like showing your truth, exposing who you really are, radical transparency, that's your greatest strength because no one does it. So as a result, like in any dynamic, there's just not, there's no trust present because you're not actually seeing the true individual. So for men out there that are watching this, and I hope tons of you are, give yourself the permission to be vulnerable and just show it all. Show your emotion, show your pain, show your enthusiasm, show your excitement, show your fear because your partner will appreciate it. I can only imagine um, the result in that 
is screaming out trust. I think that it would be, it would really build trust. You, you threw in one word in there, one clause, I should say, that I think is, you know, underrated. Um, you said it, and I, I'm not going to say it exactly how you said it, but it, it's not like pulling each other down. Like you're not going to try to be vulnerable to pull the other down and create guilt, but more so to just lift you both up. I think that's really important too. You know, Jared, I, I am always blown away by talking to you and um, thank you for sharing what you have. Do you have time for one more and I'm going to shift it a little bit. So uh, maybe this is more, it's a statement and I just want to hear your feedback. You know, uh, you and I both out in the, the corporate world for a long time and, you know, the corporate world and business today has like this really high regard and integrity for, um, for business. And you get that respect when you do the podcast, but yet this area of life, especially coming from somebody like yourself, what would you tell, you know, people like, um, you know, for an example, I was, uh, going to do a speaking engagement, but yet they didn't want me to go into the niche. They wanted me to stay high view and talk about patterns and, you know, creating difference in the neurosystem, like, um, but not go into this whole love and relationships. And I can't help but to feel like this is the goofy side and then a business and leadership, that's like the Mac daddy. And, you know, I, I can't help but to keep fighting that and saying, how are we going to bring this topic to the forefront? Because it's, it's, it's really the foundation of everything. So as I throw that back to you, because you're such a high-level business person, what would you say to that? And what would you share with others in, in, you know, in that realm to give this more um, stability and more insight, more people looking at it? One of the first companies that I launched was a, a corporate wellness company like, like 14 years ago. And at that time, the whole concept of talking about like health in the workplace was like foreign, like employers didn't care. They're like, we're not talking about, like we don't care what people eat or what they think or if they drink water or if they get sleep. And then everybody started to care because there was all these stats and this research that surfaced around how people that were making better health choices were performing better at work. There was like this stat called absenteeism or presenteeism, which was being present, but not really being present because you were lethargic or your head was somewhere else. And then corporate wellness became like a thing and like, Every major company has some type of wellness program now as a mechanism to lower their health insurance costs for the company. I believe the next phase of this is in the space of relationships because as critical as it is to drink water, eat vegetables, have high quality protein, meditate, having an unhealthy relationship, I believe leads to more presenteeism than even having an unhealthy lifestyle because it just weighs on you emotionally and mental wellness is key at this period of time with what's going on with COVID and, and beyond. Um, couples that can come together right now to weather this pandemic, this storm, are gonna come out so much tighter and closer and those that don't, it's gonna be a very fragile place for them. And I believe that it's this corporate's responsibility to support people when it comes to having healthy relationships at home, because it will absolutely make them better employees in the workforce. So what you're doing right now, because I know what the original vision was, and, and you made this like two millimeter shift. And I said to you, I think it's actually the same thing, because I absolutely believe that corporations will start stepping into this space to help their employees have mental wellness, healthy relationships, which then lead to healthy workplaces. You got it. And I'm going to pioneer my way through there and blaze the trail. 
Um, Jared, it is always, uh, it's amazing talking to you. Is there anything that you would want to share with our listeners on how to get in touch with you for SELA or, you know, for, for any reason, I know that, you know, you're open to helping people in many ways. So is there any uh, email address or contact information you would want to give for people to get in touch with you? Sure. Um, head over to Jared Yellen. Like I'm yelling at you just no G. So Y-E-L-L-I-N.com, JaredYellen.com. Um, there's nothing ever that's sold there. So this is just my little sandbox to share my philosophies and insights, what I'm doing as an entrepreneur, what I'm doing as a dad, what I'm doing as a husband. So it's, it's a hodgepodge of me. And all of my different social outlets are there as well. Um, we publish blogs on there that are extremely long, uh, that are very tactical and practical um, advice for you to scale your life, but ultimately have it all, scale your business, but have it all. So yeah, head over to jaredellen.com. It'll definitely be in service of each and every one of you. Janine, I'm so proud of you. I mean, you are the epitome of a change maker on a change talker. Um, and you took massive action so quickly to make this pivot. And like I said, from the start, this is just the beginning and the best is yet to come. And I'm just honored to be on this ride with you. So thank you. Well, you have been a huge catalyst to this and uh, I'm grateful. I'm eternally grateful for you, for your friendship and just to watch you as a role model. I really appreciate you, Jared. Have an awesome week and thank you to our listeners. And we look forward to working alongside of you again in the future. Have a great day, all. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Gem Revealed's podcast, Discover Your Soulmate. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. We really value your opinion, so please feel free to send us your question, comments, or feedback. You can email us at info at gemrevealed.com. You can also find out more about Gem Revealed services by visiting gemrevealed.com. I'll see you next time as we discover your soulmate.